Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea. The Royal Rumble 2023. Mike, what are your feelings on this show? I've seen people online saying it wasn't great, they didn't like it. I enjoyed the... I enjoyed the show. I mean, other than kind of being predictable with Cody Rhodes going to win it. Um, and whatever the hell that Mountain Dew pitch black match was, I did not care for that. I was like, what is this? Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I could feel the glow. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is not going to uh, it's not gonna be received well, right? It was an okay match for what it was. Uh, it was basically a black match with uh, black lighting, and um, yeah, glow sticks and all that other stuff. Sticks, yeah. yeah, yeah, enough to again. It, it was a paid-for spot by uh, Mountain Dew. Yeah, Pepsi product. Um, the wrestling was what it was, uh, but again, it's all about the storytelling. You know, some people are having a hard time with the the speed at which the the story is progressing. Uh, a lot of people I read online don't like the speed. For me, I don't mind it. I would like to see it pick up a bit more. I'd like to see where they're going with these characters. Now, maybe they're just drawing it out to 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 go um, full bore after WrestleMania. Or at Mania, or yeah. Or at Mania, it's hard to say. Uh, but you would think coming into WrestleMania season uh, that you'd kick things up a bit. I hear they made a crap load of money from Mountain Dew for that match yeah. like their sponsorship for me for uh, the rumble was tremendous they said up like whatever i didn't write down the percentages but it was like way up the amount of money they made just from sponsorship for the royal rumble yeah apparently there's gonna be more of those coming in the future because it was well received and it was funny somebody made a joke the other day i haven't had um oh somebody made a meme about it, it was cinnamon toast crunch yeah. i haven't had cinnamon toast crunch since 12 damn it now i want it <laughs> so clearly you know the power of suggestion right yeah so the storytelling itself is fine for me uh the royal rumble itself overall i felt was a good show um yeah it was predictable with cody rhodes uh, i love the fact that they went coast to coast with Rhea ripley in the women's yeah uh, they, they finished that one off really well with asuka and live at the end I don't, I don't know who else they would have went with. I mean, Rhea Ripley's so over right now that it's it's crazy. You know, uh, I I mean, I don't know who else they could push at that point. But I always love Asuka because she's tremendous. I mean, she's been my favorite for forever. It, it was a, you know, it was a good match in that regard. Like, the way they did the... They did the women's rumble. Yes. And uh, also, I was going to say, we mentioned Bray Wyatt, the after the uh, press conference after the Royal Rumble. I don't know what the hell was going on about. I heard it on, I was listening to uh, Jim Cornette's podcast and they played it. <laughs> He's just going on all about performance and it's like okay dude you're carrying this out way too much like too, like carrying it on way too long. Like mm -hmm. there needs to be a little payoff to keep you coming back you know. Yeah. Uh, but I mean overall it was good. Uh, the Royal Rumble with um, with it was uh, Logan Paul and um Ricochet. Ricochet. That collision. It was like I was watching it with Connor, my son, and it was like, holy crap. But wound up Logan Paul got hurt. And you know, people were joking about him. Hey, tuck your chin, chin, tuck your chin, tuck your chin. When did he make his 
debut. It was at the Saudi show. Yes, I believe so. And when that was in the summer, right? Uh, that was the summer two years ago. With us, uh, is is it that long? Like yeah, that he, he wrestled. Who he did he at... wrestle? Because I know he wrestled Roman Reigns. Well, just Roman Reigns was at the, the, at Saudi. Yeah. Um, he did Rey Mysterio at Mania. Oh, that's right, because it was him in the Miz yeah. as well, too, right? So I mean, he's been around long enough, like. If he's going to take this seriously, get down to the performance center and start training. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's money. I like what I've seen. I've, like everything I've seen from. I'm not a Jake or Logan Paul fan per se, but what I've seen, I'm like, okay, well, he's over. He's doing it right. Like what he's doing in the ring, uh, like getting the people involved. Uh, he looks solid in there, but his knee last time and. His, you know, he he heard concussion. Concussions are are uh, death toll. So, dude, learn to tuck your chin. They need to get him down to the performance center. He's been around that long enough. Like you said, two years. I forgot about the matches previous. Get him down there. Get him training. Not going through matches with Shawn Michaels. That's I mean, yeah, it's somewhat training, but it's not real training. Get him down there training so he doesn't get hurt. Because you can make a ton of money off this guy, and he can make a ton of money off this guy. He can be the next big thing. Like he has the following, uh, and the stuff he's doing is—I mean, I'm not saying he's Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, but I'm like, holy crap! It's he's, he's tremendous. One of, if not the most successful cross performers to come to the federation. Yeah, I mean, right? if if it's a cross between either him or Bad Bunny, I'm gonna take Logan Paul. You Absolutely. Know? Um, because I mean, in reality, it's like. I mean, you can learn some spots. It doesn't make you a worker. No. And 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 people, this is a thing that a lot of fans and a lot of people confuse. They go, "Oh, that guy's a great worker. That you know, this guy's terrible. This guy's terrible. That guy's terrible." And it's like there's a difference between work, working, and wrestling. You can do spots. It doesn't make you a worker. Being able to work the crowd. People are they crap on Tyrus. I like Tyrus. He goes in there and does what he's supposed to. Just because he doesn't do a moon salt and do crazy stuff like that. It doesn't make you. It doesn't make you not a good wrestler worker because they confuse what the two are. Well, that's one of the big things that John Cena has always had the the critique for, right? He's got quote unquote the five moves of doom, but he was efficient with it. He was able to sell it, and he got over with the fans. Well, you you have to have that something that some familiarity with what the fans can look forward to. I mean. You don't need to be able to do a, the Circus de Soleil 20 minutes of spot to spot to spot. You get burnt out. And I've said it before. It's like watching a, a an action movie with nothing but car chases, fights, and uh, shootouts, but no story behind it. You know, I watch that sometimes. I, I watch matches like that sometimes. I'm like, oh, is this not over yet? I don't care. You can keep going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny. It doesn't matter to me then. And that that equates not making money. Sure, that small niche market, like the AEW fans, will be like, "Oh, it's the best thing ever." Is it? How much money did it draw you? Because people used to, some people I, I saw online would crap on Undertaker. Oh, all he did is kick and punch and do this and this. That's all he needed to do. And the fans were invested in every minute. That's what makes money. That's a worker. There's a difference between you know. It's like what the fans have their hand up your ass. I'm a real wrestler. Like it's like easy there, Geppetto. I mean, you don't do that. It's like that's not what you do. You do things. You control the tempo of it. The fans don't tell you what to do. 
you you have the fans and you control them and make them react to what you're doing and that's what you should be doing and people can guys like jeff jarrett does it he has the fans in his back pocket guys like that and it's, they'll say oh that's just the older guys mjf is the same way he doesn't have to do stupid things and he has and that's the younger guys that, that do that as well ricky starks is getting pretty good at that too he's coming into his own as well it's guys like that 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 don't have to do certain things to get the pop they can get the fans behind them and that's what it's all about well, it's all about learning the craft right yeah learning what it is that the the audience is going to gravitate towards what they're going to to want to uh, put their money and effort and really their time into mm -hmm. because you're not going to sit down and watch a three-hour show or a four-hour show or a five-hour show especially when you come to the the big uh, four events where they're just seeing nothing but spot fests mm -hmm. right you want to have something that's going to make me want to spend my money make me want to spend my time on the couch with my friends and family watching this for a considerable length of time yeah right it can't be circus de soleil no it, you need to have people emotionally invested in what you're doing and that's the difference between doing wrestling moves and spots and working and i mean that's and the thing is this is what with the death of the territories the way it was this is what's what happened is because they didn't have the territories to go and learn and travel and travel with the veterans and the guys that have been there and learn from them i'm not saying not to modernize i'm not saying go back to say the 70s and and, and rest spots or whatever the, you know different things um but the rest spots back when I, I can watch it on youtube an old show with that kind of thing and i can still be invested because they're making that mean something but i mean everything evolves yes it evolves but you still have the same basic equation to make it work in my opinion and 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 you watch guys that make it work like that you like a mjf today uh of one of the younger guys you know look what he does he doesn't have to go out there and kill himself but he, he does good matches he works smarter not harder like he still works hard don't get me wrong but he doesn't have to kill himself to get the fans you know go through do a triple triple header you know loop-de-loop -loop through a table that's on fire with tacks under it and barbed wire wrapped around it to get the fans to go yay that was tremendous it doesn't you can't uh that that's not that's not working well it's all about simplicity right if you take a look at nwa power a basic ddt finished a match yeah when was the last time you saw that on wwe or mm -hmm. even aew for that matter yeah. you know aew's got jake the snake roberts in their wheelhouse why wouldn't you want to have a move like that it's simple yeah. right it's all about the logistics of it it's about keeping the opponent safe and the believability that once you lock that move in you're done you're not taking 14 super kicks and walking away saying oh, that was fine i didn't do anything yeah right it's watching well, well that's the thing it's you you have to make things mean something and the way you, you, they're going with certain things, so what, what's it going to take to end a match? In the parking lot getting hit by a car, dragged back into the ring mm -hmm. for a pin? Somebody pull a gun out? Like, I mean, it's like he, some of the psychology is good where it's a couple of things that you'd hit. I'd see some like Cody Rhodes is another guy that's got the psychology down. He doesn't have to kill himself. And you can see how he's changed that little bit when he's gone to WWE. They're like, no, no, we don't have to. Like some of the stuff he did in AEW, and it makes sense. And it's just as compelling or, or more so because you're more invested. Yep. And I'm not trying to crap on AEW because they're doing well. They were number two last night. 
February 1st uh, Dynamite show number two uh, yeah number two overall you know and they just they did nine nine hundred thousand people and I mean watching the show I mean so yeah but so I'm not trying to crap on it but when things can be improved like that I mean and Tony Khan has so many guys around him right now that can help him and uh, when it comes to helping the younger guys match psychology when it comes to the way the shows are booked and just things in general and talent I mean but you know they've talked there's been lots of talk about it where the younger guys don't want to listen they think they know everything and when that when that happens you'll never improve no they won't but going back to the the, the rumble so look at the men's rumble the number of pair downs that you saw and the number of really great one-on-one -on -one rivalries that can come from this Gunther and Brock Lesnar Gunther and Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman yeah. Gunther and um, Cody Rhodes. Rhodes like yeah. you look at his chest when he took a couple of his shots I was like oh dear God please do not rupture the other peck or don't re-injure the one that he just had done exactly you know and Gunther oh my God that guy stood out Yes, like you look at that I was like I I was like please let Gunter win please let nothing against Cody Rhodes I mean because it was just predictable I'm coming back I'm going to win it but I'm like Gunter was like he went he went bell to bell man that guy is tremendous they booked him right they you booked know? him strong yeah. but the way that the, the internet trolls you know whether or not the rumors were true or not as to what Vince was planning to do with him before he left Triple H has him built as a monster he's got the IC title locked in yeah most likely he'll probably lose it at um, Mania. Yeah. Most likely to Sheamus. It'll probably be a triple threat with um, uh, Drew McIntyre, yeah. right? To allow Sheamus to have his um, Grand Slam moment. And I just saw a, a tweet, a couple of tweets with uh, Sheamus and Edge, digging back to when they had a, a, a um, something back in 2010. Yeah, yeah. So good for them to be able to. Well, that. that's the thing, and I mean, with Gunther, the way they're doing things too. I mean, I don't know if it's monster, but it is something like he's not Strowman or Lesnar like, but he's just like that. I'm a wrestler, mm -hmm. and this ring is sacred. Like the way they're developing that character with the Imperium with him, and that I mean, and and the way he comes, he's he comes across as a tough, rugged, old school, you know, European wrestler going back to like. Hawk and Schmidt like yeah. that's what I mean I, I I not that I've really seen much of you know Hawk and Schmidt from back in the day but it's like it reminds me of that it reminds me of the Strangler Lewis's and Tootsmont's going back like this some of the things that I've seen online or read about with them and it's he, he just comes across as that he doesn't you know he doesn't need that other stuff because he's a wrestler yeah he's he's just phenomenal he's got the the presence of Brock Lesnar and the athleticism of Lesnar and Kurt Angle combined. Yeah. You know, they're just fantastic. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with them in the next year. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can easily see uh, Gunther taking on Lesnar SummerSlam. Maybe even headline, or not headline, but be a top match in next year's WrestleMania. Well, especially right? with that, that performance. I mean, they're saying there's, there, there was talk of uh, Lesnar versus Gunther for for uh, Mania for the U.S. title or uh, sorry Intercontinental. the Intercontinental title and you know it, it's it, it'd be awesome it, as long as and somebody made a good point online as long as it doesn't come in and just become Brock Lesnar suplexing him and suplexing him and suplexing him that I don't I mean I yeah at a point you hit some suplexes and that's his thing but when all it is is suplexes 
I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it, there could be a lot more to the match than that. I think you could probably see Gunther be able to lead. Oh, look, Brock Lesnar has the wrestling background. It's not like he doesn't know. Right? Yeah, NCAA champion, champ, yeah, yeah. Right? So being able to have somebody with that caliber match one-to-one with him, we've seen him do the the work with Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Um, it's similar style than what he had with Roman Reigns, right? It's pretty well the, the Brock Lesnar suplex city. You know, you have the, again, almost a Cena-esque five moves of doom. Yeah. But you have so much more with their athleticism. Even though Brock is now later in age, yeah, you can still have a good match without having to have that same formula. Right? Well, you can you have can you can you can have a little bit of suplex city, but it can't, the match can't be all suplexes. Like who is it that? Uh, oh, who is it that he worked and it was just suplex, suplex. Was it Cena? He did that with, and then uh, who was it after? But it's like just. Yeah, I get it, but it just can't be suplexes and suplexes yeah. and suplexes. I don't know. It, it got to be a little more than that. I like like Brock, and Brock is over like crazy. Yes. I mean, he comes and look what happens. And when Gunther and uh, Lesnar went nose to nose, the crowd lost their mind. And you know, damn well Triple H was sitting in the back going, because I don't know if that was planned to do that or if they just because Brock has a way. Of, Let's do. The, I'm going to do this now on his own accord. But it, the fans popped for that like crazy. Absolutely, they did. You know, but they still got to get over Brock versus Bobby Lashley because they're. So that's probably going to be Mania. Yeah. Or, Elimination Chamber at least, right? I can't see Lesnar going for Elimination Chamber. I mean, a singles match at Elimination Chamber. I would think if they do that, but I would be I'd be building that to to Mania. Mania. It's got to be. You got two big nights. Blow blow that off and then start something new. Exactly. You know. The women's Royal Rumble, and I keep forgetting now. It's sorry to cut you off. Uh-huh. Two, two. It's two nights. Yes. You know, with Mania, and I keep forgetting that that's what it is now. And uh, I mean, I th- kind of take something special away from it. To me, it they're does. making a crap load of money more. But well, as you, you and I were discussing the other day, this is basically the same formula that uh, New Japan is. It New Japan. Yeah. That, New Japan for wrestling. The Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. Right? Yeah. Which used to be two nights. I don't know how long they ran that for. It was just a couple of years, I think. Was it was it? two nights, because it used to. It was one night, if I recall. Right. And then they went for two. I I don't care for the two nights, or, and I don't care for incredibly long stuff, because yeah. this is your main show of the year. Just focus on your stars, the guys you're going to build. Your main stuff. You you build stuff or blow stuff off there. That's it. Well, that's you know? the thing, right? Maybe you take a look at having your elimination chamber event be the match where you're more of your undercard, your your less known, your less hyped are gonna get their quote unquote media time. Yeah. And you focus on that one night, maybe it's only a four hour instead of the six or eight hour marathons that they've had. Because you can't you can't you your your fans don't have that kind of attention span. Right? I, yeah, well that's the thing. Well that's the thing. That was like I tried I swear to God I tried to watch Wrestle Kingdom this year it was a show that would never end and i didn't even get to the finals i really? didn't even, i didn't even get to okada versus uh omega omega or, or sorry no uh, omega versus will osprey right. and then omega oh, okada versus uh jay white uh you know and it's no offense to him it's just it's just too long 
I mean, I did get to see a couple of guys in the earlier stuff that I did watch, but I didn't get back to it uh, because it was just long. And I love, I love New Japan going back. I mean, I've got tapes here from the, the early Super J Cups, yeah. you know, going back to the nineties. And and you know, I've I've like New Japan going all the way, going back. Don't get me like don't get me wrong. Going back to uh, to those shows and the Super J when I I wrestled, I wanted to be. I, I didn't want to go to WWF or any of that. I wanted to go to Japan. I wanted to be in the Super J in New Japan for wrestling. That's where I wanted to go. I wanted to wrestle in Japan. And uh, it, but I mean, it was just so long where they could have cut some of that down. I I mean, I get it. I mean, save some of for some, and I did watch a bit of the pre-show, so that extended it. But it was just, I mean, to me, it was too long. I think back to Mania one, two, or three, perfect. Yeah, long enough, but not too long. Focused on your stars. Not everybody needs to be in Mania or or uh, wrestle the wrestle Wrestle Kingdom or any of that. They don't need to because people want to pay that premium money to see the premium stars. Yes. You know, I I don't want to pay to see. I don't know, pick a name, right? That that it's like all right, well, great, but I don't want to see that. I want to see I want to see Brock Lesnar. I want to see Bobby Lashley. I want to see Seth Rollins. You know, I want I want to see Gunther. I want to see Cody Rhodes and those guys. I want to see the Bloodline. I don't want to see maybe even Elias. I don't want to see like mm -hmm. no disrespect to him, nope. but they haven't really done much. I mean, much with him. People say, oh yeah, they did a lot with him. not to make him the main guy on those shows like not everybody needs to be there no no they don't so and that, that was the whole the draw is supposed to be it's like the Super Bowl right it's the yep. Super Bowl of wrestling that's right so not everybody that is on your roster is quote unquote Super Bowl worthy right yeah. or Wrestlemania worthy right so why not focus them on the lesser known events right if you were to really think about your planning for the year if you went back to the whole four main events or sort of four events SummerSlam, royal rumble survivor series wrestlemania yeah right you had those four those were those are your big draw names have your other events around the other competitors right so similar to what they're doing with the um elimination chamber right most likely it's going to be both the u.s title and the intercontinental title being challenged in the cage match in the matches you're not necessarily going to have those same people at Mania performing in that role. Yeah, yeah. Right? So if you focused on having your big four being where you have your really big draws and you have your secondary supporting players in the follow-up events. You can build those new stars at the Elimination Chamber by exactly. still giving them the rub by having like a Roman Reigns versus Roman Reigns versus uh, uh, Sami Zayn yep. as, as a part of the elimination chamber and then have those other guys in the elimination chamber and right. it's like you build like that i mean you look at the back in the day the way they built the 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 people the characters the the talent to make them mean something there was no rush there was no you know i mean it wasn't too slow but they had their ideas what they're going to do with them and they built them decently you know and that's the way you do it with these you can't have like however many i mean elimination chamber is i like it somewhat a little better than say the survivor series except now that they did the uh they did the um war games mm -hmm. i liked that uh at survivor series it's something different because survivor series is different than it started out because yes. you used to have teams now it's i mean kind of not real like they've kind of it seems like they've kind of been sitting there going what do we do with that yeah. what are we going to do with survivor series this year like we're going to have this but there's not really a survivor series because it wasn't for a lot of years it wasn't 
uh, two teams, you know, and then they did a little bit with Raw versus SmackDown and, you know, they built to that, but I mean, it wasn't really as intriguing as, you know, that bloodline match um this this year was was tremendous you know Absolutely. like i mean everything that they've been doing with bloodline has been amazing like like that that thing on raw a couple of weeks ago with the trial of Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. you know that was perfect like look at the way they're doing they're doing that you know oh they perfectly build up the rumble yeah right and nobody knew what that final test was going to be yeah right? everybody was waiting and some of the the draw of the event almost made the match feel anticlimactic you know we had an idea as a fan that kevin wasn't going to win right because but you weren't sure but you weren't sure because what was what was sammy going to do well that's it was the was the test going to be at the men's rumble match right was it going to come down to um sammy winning it and then not taking that match right yeah they played out perfectly with him having to decide is he going to basically destroy his friend or stand up to Roman yeah and sure enough he hits Roman with a chair and gets beaten within an inch of his life I love the swerve with uh, Jimmy no Jay, Jay Uso yeah leaving the ring completely. well now they now they still leave you wondering what's going on that's exactly. been the whole thing with the blue line, bloodline what's going on yeah. what's going to happen next makes you it's episodic booking right mm-hmm. and intriguing it makes you want to watch that's right you know i mean wrestling is you got to have wrestling as well but it like comes to the match you've got to get emotionally invested the booking's getting you emotionally invested and the wrestling in the match is booking is uh, getting you invested as well mm-hmm. i mean roman reigns before it was like he was just shoved down our throat but now they finally you know i i mean people can say triple h is booking i, I love it like has made me start watching again i mean everybody can i'll never really slag on vince mcmahon because he's the best wrestling promoter that ever was yes i mean look what he's done and people can say he's and people probably argue when they hear this he wasn't the best well name who's better you know unless you go back to the gold dust trio right who else is around sandow was it uh strangler lewis billy sandow and uh and toots mod i mean other than them really who else was there that was as big of a like they can they controlled wrestling back then and like who maybe the when the nwa formed but really other than but they still didn't take it to a level vince mcmahon's brought wrestling too no anybody who's going to to crap on mcmahon is a fool because he is still around regardless of what other issues there are with him and whether or not he was an ethical person who paid out of pocket for stuff that was not um, appropriate um, that's separate from the fact that he has a company that's lasted we're now entering what Wrestlemania 30 no 39 39 right so well he took over in 1983 he bought the exactly. he bought the company from his dad and so if he missed this year. and if he missed a payment it was going to revert back to his dad and the owners it was uh, was it um, uh, Arnold Skoland um gorilla monsoon and i think that, that was the two but the ownership would have went back to them yeah. if he missed a bit like i mean he took that company and he he built it he you know he wasn't handed it he wasn't you know he, he uh people can say what they want but he brought that and he made wrestling mainstream he did 100 percent. 
and now we now hand it off to Triple H. Yeah. You know, hopefully, whoever he sells it to, if a sale is imminent and does happen shortly, they do keep Triple H on because he's earned the right to continue to build this company because the amount of fans that have joined back online, like look at uh, Raw this past week after the Rumble, two point. Was it two point one million? Yeah, over two million. Their biggest number in I don't know how long. Yeah. For a raw, it's been jump. It's jumped because yes. it was running about what one three one four, and now it's been over two million in the last couple of weeks, right? Yeah. And, and I mean you can't beat that. You can't deny it. Like it's yeah. it's he's making people want to watch again. I mean it's the booking. I mean I'm gonna keep all the other stuff about Vince McMahon because that has nothing to do with the business when it comes to stories the when it comes to the wrestling and the stories you have triple h but if you have mcmahon running the business side of things mm -hmm. i mean you know he look at the deals that he's made the saudi deal people hate it yes but what how many billions, bill, billions are they making in? over the next what was it 10 years and then you have was it yeah six billion dollars over the next whatever years yeah. and then you know he had the peacock streaming deal which was another however many over five years built to two billion dollars and then there's the fox in the raw deal uh, fox in the uh, sorry the usa network deals which was another couple of billion dollars money and business wise yeah just keep them at this point yes we need to keep them away from creative. The, pro the creative product and and uh i mean you know triple h uh, but he's a student like they said kevin nash was saying he was always a student he'd always be listening He'd always be riding with them and learning, he, you know, and he knew, he knew the business and he was going, you know, and he was, uh, he, when he they were driving together and he was always wanting to learn, yeah. you know, and, and that's the thing. It's, and, and he did. I, I think he, he understands the booking and how to make it work. And he's got the talent. But look at how well he did with the red and gold of NXT, right? The black and gold, Sorry, yeah. black and gold. Um, they really had such a great product <laughs> and they got... To the point where they thought they could compete with AEW. Now, of course, they didn't have the draw, they didn't have the, the star power, but they had good quality matches, good quality storylines yeah. that Raw was missing. Yeah. And that's what, what their draw was. And now you have Triple H as part of the main roster doing that, and you have the quality of, of personnel that they do, right? No, not every storyline is going to be perfect. And like any product out there, you're always going to have people who would rather have the entertainment side of things versus the wrestling side of things. So you have to have that that mix. You'll, right? you'll never satisfy everybody. No. But and it goes back to booking a wrestling show. You need to have the different things for people: the old school guy, the high flying match, the big man match, the you know the you know when you you book a show today, you have the indie guy, you have the guy that's just off TV, you have the legend, you have something that he may someone coming out may not want to see the indie guys like ah screw those guys. Oh, but I want to see those guys, that guy that's just off TV. I, I want to see, you know, like, whoever. Um, Chris Masters was just, like, out, out in Oshweek. I want to go see Chris Masters versus Aldis because they're from TV, from WWE. They recognize them, you know. Um, or I want to see the guy still on TV, like the Ethan Page and, and um, you know, Billy Gunn was there. Stuff like that. Or, you, you know, you, then you, you want to see the legends as well. You know, the Brooklyn Brawl. I want to go see because of the Brooklyn Brawl. I want to see the indie guys. So you give something for a little bit of everybody. Yes. You know, and that and that's how you that's how you build. You're never gonna please everybody, no. and that that's that's never gonna happen. And I mean, as a booker, when you book a show and then you see it after, and what you're doing, you're like, yeah, I didn't like that. 
even you on your own stuff, you're like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. I should have done something different. I made a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes, and then you just fix it. But right. you can't, you can't go and uh, be perfect all the time. It's never that way. You've been listening to Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea. 